Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Today on the Charlie Kirk Show, I asked the question, are all the Republicans with us? And why is a senator from Indiana pandering to BLM Inc.? Time for us to be positive, optimistic, but also honest about who in our party are not standing for truth. Email me your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. For those of you that are supporting our show, it helps us be a self-sufficient show like our country should be at charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support. Please consider supporting Turning Point USA or getting involved or starting a chapter at tpusa.com, tpusa.com. And for those of you that subscribe to The Charlie Kirk Show, hit subscribe, five-star review, screenshot it. You'll get in the running to get a signed copy of The MAGA Doctrine free of charge. Just email us, freedom at charliekirk.com. Action-packed episode. You guys are going to love it. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Mike Braun. Do you know who that is? Well, he's a Republican senator from Indiana. He ran as a businessman and an outsider against former Democrat Senator Donnelly from Indiana. I supported Senator Mike Braun in his campaign in 2018. He won, large in part, thanks to President Trump's support. And I haven't really been following much of Senator Braun in the last year and a half. He did speak out very nicely and courageously during the impeachment fight. But I kind of just tallied him as another Republican establishment senator that wasn't saying much and really wasn't fighting very hard. But wasn't necessarily helping the opposition. So then I watched Tucker Carlson on Monday night. So well, here's Senator Braun. I wonder what he has to say. And mind you, I missed the segment last week on Tucker Carlson's show where he exposed Mike Braun for pandering to BLM, which I encourage everyone out there to stop using the term of the organization Black Lives Matter because the sentence does have truth. Of course, it's a very true statement. Instead, call it BLM because the organization is so distinctly different than the statement. So then Senator Braun, to my surprise, said that he supports the BLM movement. I couldn't believe it. I had, I had to pause the television and I listened to it four times. It was from a podcast that Senator Braun did about a week ago, a week and a half ago, where Senator Mike Braun said he supports the BLM movement. Play tape. You support the, the Black Lives Matter movement. I support that movement because it's uh, addressing an inequity that has not been solved, uh, you know, from a grassroots level. And so because of this, Senator Braun made headlines. But he, honestly, I didn't even know about it till I watched it on Tucker Carlson's show that a Republican senator from the state of Indiana supported a pro-sex work, abolish prisons, abolish police, increase the amount of abortions, and destroy the nuclear family Marxist organization. And again, as you heard in this tape, Mike Braun reiterated that he does support the movement. And so then he goes on Tucker Carlson's show on Monday evening. I want to play this tape because I think it's really good for our movement to weed out people who call themselves Republicans, like Senator Mike Braun, when they just act as pandering to the Democrat Party. 
And there's no one better at doing this than the great Tucker Carlson. Play tape. Before I ask you about qualified immunity and your attempts to water it down, I was very surprised by that endorsement that you gave on camera of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter has, of course, called for the murder of police officers. Why do you support it? And are there any other race-specific revolutionary movements that you support? So, Tucker, thanks for having me on in the first place. I know when you uh, came out, and I like it when somebody does challenge, especially something like this, when you're talking about changing something that's been around for a while. And, Tucker, I come from Main Street. Uh, your uh, viewers are my supporters, and I've got one of the most conservative voting records. No, that's true. Okay. You'd have to check with them, just like I checked with the Indiana State Police, Indiana Sheriff's Association, Return of Order Police, spent over an hour with them last week to make sure I wasn't off base. And here's where I come from. Uh, I'm, sorry, every- I'm sorry, I'm, I'm confused really quick. Hold on. You're, you're off base in your support of Black Lives Matter, your endorsement that you just gave? Have you read their website? Or are you in no, favor of I, abolishing the nuclear family? What, what do you support exactly? No, in the Black I'm not Lives at all. Movement? What does I, that mean? I, okay. I support anybody that does have a grievance to be able to air it. And that's it. Uh, that doesn't mean all lives don't matter. It just means that if you think a certain sector of society has a grievance, it ought to be through transparency and the willingness to debate it and get it out there. I'm sorry. We just showed yeah. tape of you, Senator, saying that we need to pull back. We need to make it easier to sue the police because of, quote, egregious incidents like the death of Rayshard Brooks. You said you wanted to speak about specifics. Do you believe that he was killed unjustly? Do you believe Officer Rolf deserves the death penalty, which he now faces? What did you mean by that? Please. I believe you ought to have the ability to, uh, just like when anyone's civil rights would be violated, that you've got access to uh, due process, to have your case well, heard. But they do. That, but they well, do they have do. that right. Qualified immunity, hold on. Qualified immunity has nothing to do with that case. He's been charged. They have the right to sue him under qualified immunity, as you know, since you're writing the, the change to the law. So that's irrelevant. I'm asking about the case. You cited it. Do you believe that the officer now facing the death penalty deserves to face the death penalty? And if you don't, tell us what he should have done. I think that that's going to be determined by the court. And when it comes you to cited that it. civil... So what, wait, hold on. You cited it. What do you think of it? You're the one who called it egregious. So why don't you tell us what I Officer Ross marriage... should have done when this man fired a taser at him? What do you think? I think that uh, you probably should have had the judgment that in a, a traffic stop like that, you don't shoot somebody in the back. So uh, if we keep doing okay. that, so let what me should he have? Wait, hold me, on. Let... Hold on. No, no, no. I want you to explain. I think it's fair. You're an office holder. I don't normally press people like this, but it's not fair for you to filibuster without answering my question, which is very simple. The officer facing the death penalty had a guy fire a weapon at him. What should he have done then? Probably not have killed the guy. And that'll come out. So what out should he have done? Court. He no, should have probably not. you saying it's egregious. Let him go. He, he sh- do you think he was going to get away? Uh, they were going to find uh, him. You tell me. You tell me. You're the one judging the officer. So maybe that, you could explain why you're judging him. Uh, Tucker, that'll all come out in the court process. And all I'm saying, let me finish this. If we don't get better at it for all of us on Main Street, Democrats are going to spin it. Uh, Chuck Schumer's already decided he can make hay of this in the election. And we'll end up on the short side of it again. If you're wanting to say Who controls the Senate? Does Chuck Schumer if, control it? I thought Republicans controlled the Senate. And you so you're taking six, your cues you, from Chuck Schumer? You you're saying 60, Chuck Schumer might criticize me, therefore I have to pass a law that makes it easier to sue police? Tucker, 
Okay. You know you have to have 60 votes in the Senate to get anything done. You can check my record. Yeah, they're about I'll to change that when it. they take over. And even law okay. enforcement in Indiana thinks that in some of these cases, it's giving them a bad name and bad apples. Ought to be uh, There ought to be due process there for the victim. So what law and enforcement groups are endorsing your bill? They're not endorsing it, but they said it was a good oh. template to work from. Well, why so. aren't they endorsing it then? You've cited them twice as supporters of this idea, but they're not endorsing your bill, so they don't actually support it. So why are you bringing them up as they evidence it's that a, it's a good idea? They think it's a better idea to be in the discussion than be outside of it. But if you care what they think, why don't you write something they'll endorse? And that doesn't necessarily mean we won't get there. That's not going to be done today. The Democrats now think they can win with it in the election, and that's why we needed to be engaged now in a way that would have kept it on so the table. So you need to write a bill that law enforcement won't endorse. The country's burning, not because cops are burning it down, but because the mob is. But you think the morally culpable party is the police, so you're making it easier for left-wing groups to sue them. You think you're going to keep the Senate in the fall on this platform? I think we're going to keep the Senate if we uh, at least are willing to engage in issues that are important to the American public and that we don't always stand on the sidelines until it's too late. It's more about yeah, when I, I you get involved in the issue. issue. I don't think the public supports you at all on this. I'm, I'm with I respect, think, I just don't. So there's a lot to unpack there. But I just want to remind you that Senator Mike Braun wanted to go on Tucker Carlson's show. And so I don't know how it slipped under my radar or under the radar of Republicans or conservatives that a sitting Republican senator from a deep red state of Indiana said he supports the BLM movement. He did not say he supported the statement. That would have been perfectly fine because I support the statement. But he didn't. He did not even clarify on the segment with Tucker Carlson that he was against the destruction of the nuclear family. He did say, "Well, of course I don't support that." Then why do you support the movement, Senator? Never gave an answer. But if you're a Republican who supports BLM, then you are not a Republican. And you should either leave the party or have the party leaders force you out if they had any semblance of a backbone. So why do I say that? Well, again, let's take a look at some of the BLM Inc. stated highlighted goals on their website. Quote, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. So they want to disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. Let me just say this again. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. Does that sound like something a sitting Republican senator should be supportive of? Does that sound like something a Republican senator from Indiana should be supportive of? They continue on their website, by saying, we foster a queer-affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual. Does this sound like something that a Republican senator from Indiana should say he supports? And when given an opportunity to clarify his support of it, he does, he, does not, he does not clarify it at all. And none of his press releases and none of his tweets or social media posts has he said anything about saying, yeah, I actually don't want to destroy the Western prescribed nuclear family. He hasn't clarified it at all. In fact, Tucker gave him the opportunity to do that, and he didn't do it. So when you start to push power, when you start to endorse 
these leftist Marxist movements, this is what you are supporting. On BlackLivesMatter.com, they also continue by saying, we call for a national defunding of police. We demand investment in our communities and the resources to ensure black people not only survive, but thrive. Does that sound like something a a Republican senator from Indiana should be supporting? They also said this. They also call for the end of private prisons and jails, the legalization of sex work, and their co-founder has admitted to being a hardened Marxist. Let me read that again. The legalization of sex work. Do you think that the legalization of sex work is a Indiana value? Do you think that the legalization of sex work is something that the Senate Republicans should be embracing and endorsing? If you support BLM Inc., I encourage all of you to use that new nomenclature, no longer say the phrase that is true as a way to describe something that is not well-intended and doing damage to our country. If you support BLM Inc. as a, quote, Republican, that is just some of the radicalism that you are supporting. Legalization of sex work, co-founder admitted to being a hardened and trained Marxist, defunding of police, queer-affirming network, and disrupting the Western-prescribed nuclear family. But Senator Mike Braun, Republican from Indiana, nevertheless said, quote, I support the Black Lives Matter movement because it's addressing an equity that has not yet been solved at a grassroots level. I'm going to play this tape again for you because he doubled down on it. Play tape again. I support that movement because it's uh, addressing an inequity that has not been solved, uh, you know, from a grassroots level. There's no confusion here of what Senator Braun supports. He supports a BLM Marxist movement. And even though Senator Braun claimed that he had the backing of the police in this plan to end qualified immunity, that actually turned out to be a lie. The Indiana State Police Alliance released a statement after Braun's appearance on Tucker Carlson, reading in part, quote, the ISPA emphatically opposes abolishing qualified immunity protections for police officers. In summary, we do not support Senator Braun's current qualified immunity legislation. So Senator Braun was gallivanting on TV using the Indiana Police Association as a reference point, basically trying to gain credibility, basically trying to make it seem as if he has more support than he really does. And so not only has he been pandering to radical left-wing constituency, but he's also lying. And what's so upsetting for me is I remember when Senator Mike Braun was running and I was like, oh, maybe we'll have a businessman from Indiana. Maybe we'll have a clear and fair thinker. And I've met him before. I've had an opportunity to sit down with him and he seems pretty decent minded and he's a very nice guy. And I'm not attacking necessarily how, if he's personable or not. And I think that's, we as conservatives, we get this wrong way too often. We somehow conflate how nice someone is in person with their lack of courage and their lack of clarity and their lack of commitment to the Constitution or to our country. We're like, oh, well, he's a nice guy. Well, being a good U.S. senator is not being congenial. Being a good U.S. senator is not being pleasant. Being a good U.S. senator is not someone that you want to go and hang out at night with. I mean, that might be nice, but how about someone who stands up against the mob? 
There's no shortage of action going on with our exclusive partners at betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way, and BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming games and matches. Do you need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline also has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props of the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Podcast One, BetOnline, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. Visit BetOnline.ag. Don't forget that promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here's something to think about. Do you think that Don Lemon or Rachel Maddow would have the gumption to stand up to the rotten parts of their party the way that Tucker Carlson did? Of course not. Tucker Carlson is a true fighter, and he's the perfect example of a wartime conservative. Senator Mike Braun, Republican from Indiana, is not. So this is why I tweeted this last night. Greg Pence, who's an actual American patriot and conservative, should primary that Schumer-appeasing Marxist sympathizer Mike Braun in Indiana. Time to flood out the leftists from the Republican Party. Now, mind you, I'm willing to stand corrected if Mike Braun comes out and says, you know, I actually don't support the BLM movement. I shouldn't have gone after qualified immunity. I'm a new U.S. senator, and I apologize. I'm willing to make space for that, and everyone makes mistakes. But he has to go on Tucker Carlson's show. He went out of his way to want to go on Tucker Carlson's show. And in a very bizarre turn of events, his staff uploaded the entire interview to YouTube right after he does the interview, as if they're proud of his appearance and proud of his appeasement of the Western prescribed nuclear family destructive force of BLM. And for any of you out there that are conservatives that are wondering, what can I do to save my country? Well, you should go to Mike Braun's Senate website and just fill out a contact form. Even if you're a resident of Indiana or not, it's better if you are, but that's fine if you're not. And just ask the question being like, why did Mike Braun not denounce BLM on Fox News? Why did Mike Braun say he supports the movement? Why is a Republican kowtowing to the most radical elements of American society? I mean, I would have a little bit more leeway if Mike Braun might be representing the state of California as a Republican. Maybe, not really. I don't. I wouldn't. I would understand it a little bit more, maybe, in the decision-making process. And maybe if he was in cycle, I really wouldn't have much tolerance for it. But I would understand how you came to that conclusion more. But if you're a Republican senator from Indiana, which is probably the fifth or sixth most Republican state in the entire country... And this is the tone that you take. I would rather fight and win with bloody knuckles than lose with unharmed hands. And that's the mentality that the party has to adopt. People say, well, Charlie, how are we supposed to get 60 votes in the Senate like this? Well, first of all, if you have 60 votes and they support BLM like Mike Braun, I think it's completely irrelevant. By the way, the metaphor I just used is not physically at all. I just use it as a metaphor, not as something I ever want us ever to get involved physically in conflict in our country. I hope not. I pray not. Pray on my hands and knees that we never have to get to that in our country. But people say, well, Charlie, how are we going to get to 60 votes to get anything done? That's something that Mike Braun says. Well, first of all, the Democrats say they're going to get rid of the filibuster and go to 51 votes anyway. So it's kind of an immaterial conversation, number one. Number two, I would much rather have 40 Republican senators that fight than 60 that kowtow to the interests of BLM. Finally, is that the most important thing in our country just to get 60 votes? Is that like the most important thing? 
Or maybe we should have fighters. Maybe we should have people that stand for truth. Ask yourself the question, the more we have Republicans in office that don't fight, is our country going in a better direction or a worse direction? And it's not even that they don't fight. I mean, you can listen to my prior episode that we just released an urgent message to the Republican Party. We, we dropped it yesterday. For those of you that are having summer road trips and want to get fired up, I encourage you to listen to it. It's very well received. We're getting great, uh, great feedback on it. And my message there was more to Republicans that weren't doing anything. I only wish that I knew Mike Braun said this last week. And I have to say, I, I monitor the news very closely and carefully. I just missed the fact that he went on a podcast and said he supports the BLM movement. And that one's on me. And you guys, you guys deserve to know when people say that. And I got to do an even better job of monitoring this because I got to be able to deliver that to you when your elected officials decide to support Marxist movements that want to destroy our history, legalize sex work, increase the amount of abortions, abolish prisons and abolish the police. And so unlike Senator Mike Braun, I do not support BLM Inc. What I do support is, of course, the statement and the idea that black lives matter. Of course, black lives do matter. All lives matter. But the left, as they do, and as they always have, they've co-opted that language and turned it into a cultural touchpoint with a deeper, more sinister meaning. I mentioned this earlier, and I want to really dive into this. The left are the best messengers that we'll ever deal with in politics. Black lives matter should be a simple, universal truth, just like all lives matter. But, but that's not the case to the left. The left knows exactly what they're doing. This is a Trojan horse for Marxism, for blatant and bitter anti-Americanism. Anyone who says, no, I don't support Black Lives Matter, is then labeled as someone who doesn't support the idea that Black Lives Matter. That's why I'm no longer calling it Black Lives Matter Inc. organization by their full name, just by their acronym, BLM Incorporated. First of all, they're raising hundreds of millions of dollars, and God knows what they're doing with that money. But they also represent two distinctly different messages. This is a game that the left always plays. Just think about it. They say universal health care which really means what? Socialized medicine. They say women's health care, which really means what? Brutal and abundant abortions. We say all lives matter. They say racism. They say dreamers. It really means foreign nationals and illegal aliens. I could go on and on and on. The point is that we've been losing the messaging game for so long. If we continue to play into their bitter, divisive, racist narrative, we'll continue to lose. So that's why we're calling it BLM Inc. I encourage all of you to tell lawmakers, to message people in power, to say, never say that again. Because you're saying something that is materially true, that is being applied to a malevolent force. The Democrats continue to move the Overton window, and we continue to shift with them instead of pushing back and drawing the line. So Senator Mike Braun says, well, what about in Obamacare when we weren't even involved in the conversation? Uh, let's play tape of him saying that on Tucker Carlson. Such a weak argument, play tape. We need to be in the discussion. Look how we got rolled with Obamacare when we refused wait, wait, to discuss wait, wait, hold it on, 10 hold years on. ago. I, I'm sorry. So his whole argument is that Obamacare was so bad because Republicans decided to fight it, not work with it. You know, Obamacare, just like how we defeated cap and trade in 2009 or 2010, should have been destroyed, filibustered, and defeated in the U.S. Senate. It was actually arguably passed illegally because Scott Brown, Senator Scott Brown from Massachusetts, ran as the anti-Obamacare candidate for the then-deceased Senator Ted Kennedy Senate seat, but they still passed it with 59 votes while doing an accounting trick to get it done. And then you have Joe Biden who says, this is such an effing big deal. Actually, you know what? Let's play the tape of that so you can hear the wonderful Joe Biden using colorful language. Play tape. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America, Barack Obama. Mike Brown's whole argument is, well, look at Obamacare. It ended up horribly because Republicans were involved in the process. No, it ended horribly because the idea of Obamacare was a disaster. Government-run health care. Some people would argue and say that they're death panels, 27 new taxes, medical excise tax, absolutely bankrupting the Medicaid exchanges in all the states. It was a gateway to socialized medicine. That's a non-starter. So according to Senator Mike Braun, we should go along and pander to the leftist thesis and talking points and their presuppositions. It's a completely wrong guiding thesis. In fact, it sounds like someone who's been spending far too much time pandering around with Chuck Schumer, moderate Democrats, radical Democrats, and moderate Republicans. BLM Inc. should be denounced and defeated organizationally all across the country. Instead, we have senators, Republican senators, that are voicing support, passing legislation that makes BLM Inc. happy. And honestly, it's really interesting. I I always, this is one of my operating matrices, and it's not perfect. It isn't, but it's pretty good. If the most radical elements of the Democrat movement are applauding what a Republican senator is doing, that's not necessarily meaning it's an awful idea, but it should generally as a rule mean it's an awful idea. It's, a, it's a, not a perfect logical system to make decisions. It's not, but it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one to say that if BLM Inc. is supporting Mike Braun to strip qualified immunity, then it probably is not a pretty good idea, especially when you know the ideas that they're espousing. And BLM Inc., by the way, is actually Act Blue Inc., which is the payment processor of the Democrat Party. And so every suburbanite who thinks they're going to change the world by donating money to blacklivesmatter.com, every suburbanite that thinks they're going to be able to end the racism in America by giving money to blacklivesmatter.com, which we've been through exactly what they believe in, pro-sex work, abolish prisons, abolish police, more abortions, destroy the family. The more they pander to those elements, they're actually giving the, their own data to act blue so then they can be solicited in the future for Joe Biden for president or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for Congress or for Senate or whatever she runs in the future. You have just given the most valuable piece of information that you have. It's not your money. It's your data. You just handed it over to Act Blue. You probably didn't even read the disclosure waiver for the Christian pastors that had their congregations give money to blacklivesmatter.com, to the upper middle class individuals that have no idea really what BLM stands for, BLM Inc. That's pretty dangerous, pretty scary. And yet that's where Republican Senator Mike Braun decides to voice his support, not with police officers, not with everyday Americans that are suffering in the opioid crisis, not the manufacturing jobs that have been shipped out of Indiana because of our pandering policies to China. Senator Mike Braun is not introducing bills to the U.S. Senate to have our kids love America again. He's not introducing bills to the United States Senate to have the next generation appreciate the founding fathers. Instead, Senator Mike Braun is going out of his way to go on Tucker Carlson's show to advance the talking points of BLM Inc., and advance the talking points of Chuck Schumer. This is why we are losing our country. We are losing our country because we have a Republican Party that decides to pander to the most radical elements of American society. And I'm all for solving problems. I'm all for coming together. 
But as Victor Davis Hanson brilliantly says, and we're going to have him on our podcast soon, he says, if you were not taking this as a priority issue when America was not in a sense of cultural panic, then why are you doing it now? Are you pandering or are you actually trying to solve a problem? And generally, I think policing should not be solved in the halls of the United States Congress. Generally, I think that policing is best done locally. And that's why I think that Minneapolis defunding their local police is going to be met with huge protests and repudiation. And unfortunately, it's going to be a huge increase in crime. I do not think that Mike Braun should be introducing a federal bill stripping qualified immunity for people across the country, especially when the Indiana Police Association says it's an awful idea. We are losing America because people who are supposed to be on our team are pandering to the radical elements that are destroying our country. Those people should not be Republicans. Those people should be independents or not in the U.S. Senate at all. We need wartime conservatives. We need fighters, not people that pander to BLM Inc. and the most sinister forces in America. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. This is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simple is safer, and it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now when feeling safe at home has ever been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24 7. Order online with a click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. All of the property I care about uses Simply Safe. For all the criminals on the loose, we're letting criminals out of jail like it's going out of fashion and they're prowling around and they're committing crimes and they're going after innocent people. That's why you need Simply Safe. No technician or salesperson has come ever to disrupt your house. You do it yourself. You don't need to pay an outrageous monthly fee or sign it to your contract. Simply Safe was named the best overall home security system of 2020 by US and World Report. And their 24-7 professional monitoring system and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. Head to simplysafe.com slash Charlie, get free shipping. Again, criminals are on the loose. They're doing some really bad things and police are not coming there as quickly as they should. That's why you need Simply Safe, a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Charlie, simplysafe.com slash Charlie. Make sure they know that our show sent you. I had a great phone call yesterday with a dear friend of mine from New Jersey, New York area, and I was on the phone with him and his 25-year-old son, and he said something that really resonated with me, and I decided to dive deeper into the polling because I think it was really true. He said, Charlie, I'm just culturally exhausted right now. I'm just fatigued from the news cycle. And, and it really, I dove into it. And I, I totally agreed with him. I said, I think a lot of people have fatigue. And the Washington Post on April 29th said that 71% of Americans now must take breaks from coronavirus news. And I don't think that it's probably improved from there. I'd like to see some more polling. I've seen some data that reflects something similar. And by the way, if it was true in February and April, how do you think Americans are feeling now after months of protests and riots and looting and arson, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, statues being desecrated, BLM Inc. going on television and propagandizing the American people, and now more lockdowns 2.0 that are coming? We're emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually worn out and scared. And the Democrats and the media are continuing to pour it on. They're just pouring gas on the fire of the fear-mongering machine. Just today from the Associated Press, Anthony Fauci said that the United States is going in the wrong direction in the coronavirus outbreak. With about 40,000 new cases being reported today, Fauci, the top government infectious disease expert, I don't even know why we would call him that. He's been wrong about everything. He said that, quote, we'd not be surprised to go up to 100,000 a day if this does not turn around. I'm very concerned, he told a hearing of Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee. 
And if that weren't enough from CNBC, it says a new strain of flu now found in China has a potential to become a pandemic. The new strain has descended from the type of flu, swine flu, that has emerged in 2009, causing the first global flu pandemic in 40 years. As with swine flu, however, the new strain has been identified as, quote, having all the essential hallmarks of a candidate pandemic virus. That's your good news. That's your good. That's your good news of the day, right? The new strain of the flu is being closely monitored. My goodness, China, can you guys get your act together? And look, first of all, there, our, our cases are going up because you cannot go into a hospital. I said this in a previous episode of the Charlie Kirk Show. I'm going to keep on saying this. You cannot go into a hospital without mandatory testing. So people that are not showing any symptoms are being tested. Therefore, the testing pool is getting bigger. But the, pro- the positive rates are staying stable or going down. And deaths are going down in every major state except Arizona, which is ticked up slightly. But how we're categorizing the deaths is still highly questionable. And trying to go further into this idea of societal and cultural exhaustion, the Democrat Party has now even begun to demonize Mount Rushmore. In a tweet from the Democrat National Committee's Twitter, they actually refer to the July 4th celebration as, quote, glorifying white supremacy. And we'll actually have South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem on the show. Very soon, you guys are going to love it. And uh, she says, quote, not on my watch. So make sure you're subscribed to The Charlie Kirk Show. Type in Charlie Kirk Show, your podcast provider. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. This is really happening. And the activist media is totally silent. And they're especially silent on what Joe Biden thinks of any of this. And commentator Stephen Miller made the point replying to the Democrat National Committee's tweet. He said this. Gosh, it would be sure neat if there was an entire industry of professionals who could ask the Democrat nominee for president of his party if he agrees with this sentiment that Mount Rushmore glorifies white supremacy. I mean, we still don't know where he stands on removing statues. They let him out to run around once a week and give him a 12-minute statement on something, and then they go back to the basement, Grandpa. And finally, after 89 days at a press conference, Joe Biden finally took questions today. It was all softballs. It was basically fungo baseball. He did commit to debating the president, which was nice. The whole press conference was a total farce. Aaron Perrin, director of press communications for the Trump campaign, tweeted a list of approved reporters to take questions from. Then, quote, are any of these approved reporters about to push back on any of the lies that Joe Biden is telling? Of course not. And Ari Fleischer, who was the former press secretary for George W. Bush, he reacted to today's press conference with some very, very smart observations. He said the difference between the tenor of the questions to Biden compared to the questions of Trump is striking. After eight years of going easy on Obama, almost four years of being brutal to Trump, the mainstream media seems happy to go easy again. Here's what wasn't asked. One, anything about Biden's role in authorizing surveillance against the Trump campaign? Two, do blue lives matter? Three, should CHOP in Seattle never been allowed? Four, will you prosecute those who destroy statues? Five, should New York Police Department cut one billion? And it's all about societal blackmail. This is about blackmailing the American public into voting for Joe Biden. This is coercion, plain and simple. Basically, it's been orchestrated by the Democrats and their propaganda arm of the leftist media. When Bill Maher said that he wanted the economy to tank, if it meant removing Trump from office, we are seeing that idea become mainstream on the left. This is a small price to pay for them, especially since they all want to destroy capitalism, the idea of private property. They've created a war zone in America where no good or uplifting news is allowed to exist. All of it with the unspoken promise that come November, if we elect Joe Biden, all this will go away. The pain will stop. We can go back to normal again. They are blackmailing and extorting the American people, basically saying, if you vote for Joe Biden, your life can come back. Sports will come back. The market will go up. Your jobs will come back. Basically, they are slowly and surely trying to put a metaphorical societal gun to the head of the American people and say, you want it to stop? Just vote Biden. PC Matic. 
Terrific company, great partners for us in the Charlie Kirk Show. All of you guys should check it out at PCmatic.com slash Charlie. They're a whitelist next generation antivirus system designed to stop modern threats like ransomware. Independent testing, A-B test, just named PCmatic as a top performer in the cybersecurity industry, giving it the best performance award for 2019. Only PCmatic has American research, development, and support. PCmatic's competition is made in foreign countries, many where the viruses originate. PCmatic blocks annoying and malicious ads for hassle-free web browsing and makes your computers faster and more reliable even after years of use. PCmatic protects Windows computers, including XP, Vista, Windows 7, 8, or 10, Windows servers, Macs, MacBooks, and Android phones and tablets. PCmatic is just $50 for five devices for one year with a full 30-day money-back guarantee. And if you act now, PCmatic has offered my listeners a free month of security protection with the purchase of an annual license. To access this offer, go to PCmatic.com slash Charlie. Again, to get world-class security that keeps your computers running great, go to PCmatic.com slash Charlie, PCmatic.com slash Charlie. By the way, even while all the chaos in the news subsides, the truth will be much more serious and sinister. Death in our cities will skyrocket from the lack of policing. The media will not cover that. Our business owners will be destroyed by high taxes and regulations. The media will not cover that. Our schools will continue to fail from a lack of choice and unchecked teacher unions. We will sell our future out to China. And watch the reemergence of terror in the Middle East all across the world. And Marxists will be left to poison, rot, and destroy our institutions, at least what's left of them. And you saw this with Reagan, you saw this with George W. Bush, and now you see it worse than ever before with Trump. Why? Because he called out the activist news media day after day. It's always a war when conservatives are in power because the institution of the news media is owned and controlled by the left. So is Hollywood. So while things seem so bad, and frankly they are in a lot of ways, the me- this is a media sleight of hand. They selectively publish certain stories, run with them for days, and never give us a break. This is why we never stop hearing about a black man tragically killed by a white man, but we never hear about the 85% of interracial victimizations are black on white. This, of course, is from the great Heather McDonald. So do not be fooled by the extortionist tactics of the left and the activist news media. Do not allow them to blackmail you into your vote. They create a narrative not based in truth. The truth is that policies of this president have worked and will work again. They want you to see chaos and cultural upheaval from the riots and the chaos. They do not want you to see that it's their side causing it. The left destroys everything it touches. They do not want to see that it's conservatives restoring order. That does not fit the narrative. And they will counter any narrative that we advance. I mean, Joe Biden said today that he thinks that Trump has signs of cognitive decline. He says that Trump is weak on China. Truth is not a left-wing value, so they'll just deflect the accusation that we're about to throw on them against us. This is why we must flip the script and go back on offense. The way you go back on offense and the way you make the media play defense is you have big and bold ideas. Go back in the archives to the Charlie Kirk Show. Listen to our Think Big podcast. It's one of our best rated podcasts we've ever done. And I want to encourage all of you to email me your questions. Freedom at CharlieKirk.com. Freedom at CharlieKirk.com of your ideas of how we can lay out a positive vision of what America looks like if Donald Trump wins. Not just saying, oh, Joe Biden won't be president. That is positive in and of itself. But show me concretely, show me tangibly of how your life will improve if Donald Trump wins another four years. Our kids will love America again. Jobs will come back. People will be smiling again. Can we laugh again? Can comedians make jokes that maybe push the boundaries? All these things are being put in jeopardy by the cultural left that are digitally and culturally annihilating anyone they dare disagree with. We as conservatives have to defend the American way of life. 
We as conservatives stand on the shoulders of giants of Churchill and Reagan, Thatcher, John Locke, Jefferson, Washington. We learn from these people because they stood up against a mob and stood for truth. They also painted a picture that Western society can be better than it is today, but it doesn't need to be destroyed in order to get to that future. We need to be the ambassadors of optimism, of hope, of forward thinking, of creativity, of benevolence, of generosity, of teaching our kids that you live in a wonderful country and we must defend and protect and preserve it. No more just saying like, oh, we're better because we're not them. And, and that is in some way ostensibly true. But instead, we must become better at articulating why we believe what we believe. And that's why I laid out those five ideas. Well, it was really eight by the end of it. And how we can start messaging differently with proposals that speak to the anxieties of this moment shared by patriots and independent voters alike. School choice for black kids, making our kids love America again. The Constitution taught in classrooms across the country. Becoming a self-sufficient nation. Building two statues for every statue that they tear down. Proclaiming truth in every single corner of our country. That's a country that I want to live in. Because for young parents out there, I'm getting tons of messages at freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. I'm getting messages and they say, I don't know if I want to raise kids in this world. I don't know if I want to raise kids where everyone's wearing masks and they're afraid to gather. And even though kids are basically at no risk of getting the virus, that we have seven and eight-year-olds. I was just walking the streets a couple hours ago of an undisclosed city. And all these kids are wearing masks. And they're in perpetual fear that somehow there's going to be a pathogen that's going to kill them. It's just not true. We are robbing childhoods of our children. We are robbing the innocence of kids. And the left has done this for so long. And they're masters. The left are masters at making sure that kids have miserable childhoods. That's why they bring in sex education for 9 and 10-year-olds to teach them things that they shouldn't learn for another decade or at least half a decade. And they ruin the innocence of our children. And by the way, our white kids are being automatically demonized. They have to take knees in their classrooms. They have to apologize for their immutable characteristics. This is not a country that we should accept or tolerate. And it's not enough to say that we oppose it. It's not enough. We have to be big. We have to be bold. We have to be concrete and tangible, positive, optimistic, relentless against the demonization of the left. They're ambassadors of darkness. It's about time that we start to spread truth and light and the American way of life. We can and will win on these ideas and on these issues. We're not going to win with people like Senator Mike Braun that advance ridiculous ideas and pander to the radical elements of the left. Instead, why don't we put forth real concrete solutions that will make our country a better place? We've done that. I encourage you guys to email me your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. Type in Charlie Kirk for your podcast provider. Hit subscribe. Give us those five-star reviews. If you screenshot and email it in, you might win a signed copy of the MAGA Doctrine. I just... Sign another 35. We just emailed them out. And get involved right now at Turning Point USA. Go to tpusa.com, tpusa.com. Get engaged, get involved. We must inundate the news cycle with big, bold ideas. We must force them to react to the news cycle that we create. And before they can begin to react negatively, which they will, you hit them with another major think big proposal. President Trump's 2020 slogan should be think big. America will win. Might not be a perfect slogan, but that's the essence. That should be the ethos. That should be the character of the 2020 Donald Trump campaign, and we can win on that. I want to thank those of you that have supported our show at charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support. Thank you guys so much for doing that, and thank you for intently listening. 
We are going to save this country. We are going to be the ambassadors of positivity. For the monthly donors, we are doing a monthly video call that will start up in the month uh, mid-July. And you guys will get an email of that for those of you that are supporting us monthly. The charliekirk.com slash support. It helps us do the dozens of hours of research we have to do every single week, cover our production costs, and allows us to continue to speak truth without having to worry about ridiculous boycotts from the left. So thank you for supporting our show at charliekirk.com slash support. Keep fighting. Stand for truth. Be courageous. God bless.